Welcome to the Grow, Create, Sip podcast, where we chat about growing and creating your own herbal medicine from common herbs, as well as how to craft tasty herbal infusions. This podcast is available on all podcast players, along with the video version on YouTube. Every week, we will take some of your questions as our topic of the week and get you the answers that you are looking for. Feel free to leave questions below this video, or if you are listening, send them to us at howdy at farmhousetees.com. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Cian. This week on the third episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about how we turned my hobby into a full-time business and our full-time income for our whole family, along with all, how I get all the crazy ideas for the teas that I blend. Very interesting. Yep. So, but first, we're going to do a little farm update. So what have you been up to this week? Well, this week has been another very busy week. Yes. Lots of production in the tea studio and uh, lots of orders coming in as well. We are now shipping soap kits for the homesteading family. Yeah, homesteading family, their uh, monthly membership, they're running a challenge in there right now on making your own lye-based soap, a, mm -hmm. a cold-pressed soap. Um, from scratch and so we have put together the kit for that class so yeah yeah if you want more details on how to hop on that it starts September 20th I think is the date okay then we will put the link in the show notes right on yeah so that's uh, that was one of our big things this week is launching that and yeah. getting that rolling so exciting and, yep. exciting stuff there um, what else is going on we're advancing with the garden out here yeah aside from the, the producing bugs, lots of bugs oh my goodness yeah. the gnats and like fruit fly things are horrific yep yeah they're the, like all over yeah <laughs> but we're we're seeing the beans really coming on so i think yeah. if the weather continues to hold out for a couple more weeks we should have a good bean harvest this year yeah hopefully we'll get yeah. some jars of beans on the shelf here soon cucumbers are doing really good yep yeah, we're going to start fermenting pickles. Yep, we're seeing lots of blossoms, lots of little ones, you know, getting started over there. And the vines are, you know, some of them are a good four feet, almost five feet tall. Yeah. And loaded with blossoms and going to be producing some good good cucumbers for us there. So that's good. Yeah, um, we got large piles of something. Are you... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we put in with the local chip drop and ended up getting three loads yeah. of don't track loads yeah wood chips of wood chips so we have large piles of wood chips yeah. that we now need to distribute into their proper places yep looking so. forward to having some carbon material to work with there and start uh, mulching and stuff so mm -hmm. that's good yeah the children and the dog have been enjoying those right? yeah the... king of the mountain or something going yeah, on there yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so how about you what have you what are you up to this week um, well i'm about to put my first dehydrator load of tomatoes in because you know i don't mm. can those yep and i make all my sauce from dried tomato slices uh -huh. so whether that's spaghetti pasta sauce or tomato paste or tomato sauce or chili and you have a blog post about this right i do i have a recipe for that mm -hmm. and how i do all that so we'll put that link in the show notes too um, so the first little load, that'll be the little dehydrator, I think. We don't quite have enough to fill the big one yet. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll be 
processing all of your green beans and the cucumbers are going to ferment into pickles. Um, we've been harvesting some basil. We had some more pesto the other night. It seems like oh and the eggs. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely egg season. <laughs> we have a lot of eggs so I'm going to maybe get a few more of those in a borrowed uh, freeze dryer freeze dryer yeah and start liming some eggs so a new experiment for you a new right experiment for me so yeah. yeah but I need to get to that because we're kind of swimming in lots of dozens of eggs yeah yep yeah so which is good because then we'll get through the winter when they're not laying any yeah yeah we handed off four dozen last night to my sister-in-law so yeah and we've just given them away to you <laughs> yep um, other than that, I've been helping you with all those orders. So many of you know I handwrite notes on there. Yep. We're at, I don't know now, last time I looked over 800 orders this month, that's 800 yeah. times I've signed a paper and written a note. So um, I'm doing a lot of that. Yeah, your hand is is probably sore right now. Yeah, so my apologies if sometimes this It gets great. a little like, scribbly. That was like order 100 for that time or something and it yeah. just didn't turn out right. Yep. These bugs are really I know. I spent everywhere. half the time spotting them away. Yep. Um, so doing that and then my usual blog writing and uh, loading these videos and um, being in the membership area and helping all of our members. So we also have our membership for those of you who don't know about our herbal studio and so I'm in there often answering questions and I'll put the link to that below in the description if you want to check out more about what that is so okay I think that about covers what I've been up to without getting into the nitty-gritty of marketing which is the yeah bulk of my job. that would get boring <laughs> after a while for most of for you for some people but not because it kind of has to do with our topic for today well before we get into our topic we have a few housekeeping chores to cover oh, yes that's true what although one of those has to do with the herbal studio one of the things that I do in there every month is a webinar I do a live webinar and the topic changes every month um, and our next one for September is going to be the third full week of September so um, if you're on our email list that's the best place to find out about what I'll be talking about because the herbal studio members generally get to pick that topic so I'm waiting to see what they want to learn this month okay yep so I think that was our first housekeeping thing. So last week we announced that we're going to be teaching a live, I'm going to be teaching a live kombucha workshop in North Idaho next June, June mm -hmm. 2023 at the Modern Homesteading Family Conference. So Joel Salatin will be the main attraction there. Uh, what? No, 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 no. You'll be the main no, attraction. No, no, no. Joel Salatin and Melissa K. Norris and the Thomases from Homesteading Family and a whole bunch of other Pacific Northwest homesteaders. Cool. So there's gonna be a lot to see. You're gonna to wanna to grab your tickets. Yep. They're on sale right now. So, and they're selling pretty quick. So grab that link in the show notes. All right, so that covers that. What about uh, the traditional skill summit? Oh yes, that's coming up fast, isn't it? When this one comes out, it'll be next the next week and then a week after this comes out huh? yeah the week after we we put this out september 12th 
Yeah, so this will probably be our last little video reminder of that coming out. Mm -hmm. um, that's a free event and it's online. Yep. Yep. So and do we know, have links for that down below as well? Yeah, we'll put links in the show notes there. So I wrote down some more names because the last couple of times I had problems remembering who the list was. So, okay. Um, yeah, Justin Rhodes. That's an easy one for me to remember. Um, we have Paul Gauchi. Okay. Who's in. Um, Northern Washington, and he is the the Back to Eden gardening guy. Uh, Lisa Bass from Farmhouse on Boone is going to be teaching about vegetable fermentation. Ooh, that should be interesting. Yeah, and then a big, another big name aside from Joel Salatin, who I always remember to mention, is Sally Fallon. And you probably oh. don't know who Sally no, Fallon I is. Don't. No, I don't. So Sally Fallon wrote the Burt Nourishing Traditions, and she is kind of known for. Um, making bone broth popular mm. and eating more traditional foods like fermented foods okay. and that kind of a thing. So I think she's going to be talking on bone broth nice. and how helpful that is for a lot of different things. So that'll be really fun and it's free. So all the links we mentioned will be in the show notes. Okay, good. Well, that wraps up that, so uh, I guess it's on to our questions of the week. Huh? Yeah, and I think these ones are fitting for this week because today is the eighth anniversary of our business. Right. Yeah, we have been in business eight years officially, and we have a lot to celebrate. Yeah, it's been quite a ride here the last yeah. couple of years. Probably more than two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going on three now. Well, we don't want to forget back when we added the tea studio, and it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So, those of you on our email list got our story on Monday, our full story of our business. Um, today, we had a listener send in some specific questions, so, so we're going to cover those today. All right. So, the first, well, the questions today come from a gal named Julie who emailed you. Hi, Julie. <laughs> and uh, she wants to know. How did our tea company progress to where it is today? That's like a short answer. <laughs> well, a, a, a summary, an outline. A summary. Yeah. How well, long ago did we start? So we started eight years ago, and we've been here on this property for almost nine. Mm -hmm. So like six months into moving here, we started our business known as St. Fiacra's Farm at the time. So we started out at St. Fiacra's Farm. And yeah. we started out doing farmer's markets and stuff, right? Yeah, we didn't really know what we were going to focus on at the time, but I had been making a lot of herbal things and too many for us to use. Mm -hmm. And I gave a lot away and we still had a lot of <laughs> leftovers. And your experimenting started before we moved here when you when you yeah. planted your first calendula flowers, right, right? That's right. So we lived in a tiny duplex on a main street in town and we had the nine little grow boxes, like little four by four grow boxes. Yep. And I planted a bunch of seeds I got out of a discounted seed packet. And some of those were calendula and they grew really well. And I don't tend to have a green thumb. I know no one would believe that right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here with all these green beans and everything, but I killed everything inside. I'm trying really hard to keep grandma's indoor cactus plant alive, but <laughs> in, indoor growing is not my thing apparently, but the calendula grew. Yep. And then I had all these flowers I had to do something with. And so I turned them into calendula sap and we ended up with a lot of, a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. 
and then it kind of morphed into some medicinal teas and right. various things. Right, and so we took all of our little conglomeration to the farmer's market yep. and learned a whole lot over the three or four years. Right, doing that yeah, in the so summers and then Christmas Christmas uh, bazaars and stuff in the winter. Yeah, yep. and we did gro the grocery store run for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, Got into a few grocery stores here in the region. Yeah, some more local ones, probably not too many that anyone would recognize. Um, we're still in a one or a couple, a few, uh, like gift shops and grocery stores. Um, we do have a wholesale program. Well, we're in debate over this, but we think it's been four or five years yeah. since, since we, we stopped doing farmers yeah. markets. And we did that for several reasons. The big, big reason was that it was taking too much time away from family. On weekends, we would miss all sorts of things in the summer. Um, and it was just a lot of work to get up at, I don't even remember, like five. And we made tea so that we could sample tea, a lot of tea, yeah. like gallons of tea. Yeah. And pack everything in the car and then unpack it, set it up, and then sit there all day. And then pack it back up and come home. And then I was just beat. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, we, so we refocused. Yeah. We refocused what we were doing and focused on the website. Right. And we also, at the same time, kind of made another big change, which was our name. Right. We changed our name. So our official legal name is St. Fiacre's Farm. It's French. French is not the easiest to pronounce nor spell. And so we changed the name because it was too hard for everyone to find us. And they're like, you know, that St. Whatever Tea Place. Right. And, you know, they couldn't remember a name. They didn't want to try and say it. So we decided since we were trying to homestead and garden and all that we would go with a, our farm theme mm -hmm. and became farmhouse teas yeah yep and so we built up our website rebranded everything rebranded everything new colors new labels and then it really started to take off from there because without realizing that not only did we make the name easier to say that we made it easier for people to understand what we do yeah because our own name didn't say tea we decided to focus on tea and so now we're farmhouse teas and it made it easier for everyone to find us yeah. and to just understand what our mission was right it's, yep and so from there um in about 2019 after making some of those changes things really started to roll for us yeah. so in 2019 i was pretty much running the business by myself while homeschooling he's always got to come say hi and our son started blending the tea so taking that part from me and bagging it while i filled orders and took care of the house and homeschooled all the kids so in January of 2020, I was getting pretty desperate for some help. <laughs> yeah. I got really sick because I got overworked. Um, and then we all know what happened in 2020. <laughs> yes. Well, in 2020, everyone went online. Yep. Yep. And so... We were online. We were online before that. <laughs> no, no, I was trying to figure out when you came home. I came home in at the end of March, right after all the shutdowns happened. Right. Everyone wasn't quite online at that point yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because COVID had just kind of started to show its face. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There, it was more just talking about, right? 
Yep. So I yeah. gave I gave my notice at at my previous employment at the end of February. Yep. And, and then they laid you off. <laughs> and then they laid me off mid March. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we had planned to bring him home, it kind of got forced on us anyway, maybe a little sooner than we had planned, but it was good because we were so busy that it was no longer a two-person job. Yep. It became a three-person job. Yep. Um, and then some. <laughs> yeah, so in the last couple of years has just been building off of that yep. momentum. Yep, along with, you know, people going online, more people getting interested in natural medicine more people looking for ways to take care of themselves at home when they weren't going anywhere. More people getting into homesteading and growing food and just growing medicine and, you know, uh, shortening that supply chain a little bit. Yep. So, and that kind of brings us to here, our eighth birthday, where we are still growing very rapidly and we are quickly growing, or we are already grown out of the tea studio. <laughs> Yeah. quickly growing out of <laughs> yep we're currently talking uh, ideas of uh, getting more space yep and space is limited here on our two acres so we don't know if that space will continue to stay here or if it will move to a new space yep off of the farm off site yep. yep in order to get us a large enough warehouse to meet all the needs yeah so yep. that's kind of Yep. wraps that up I think yep, that answers that's where that we're at one. Yeah. so Julie had a couple of other questions didn't she yeah her second question was what are our backgrounds and how does that fit in with what we're doing well I just talked a whole bunch so I think it's your turn <laughs> <laughs> well um, you know it's kind of your baby and your hobby and it turned into something well I couldn't do it without you though you're that's half true. of the equation yeah. Yeah. I don't pack all those it's, bags it's definitely <laughs> been a team effort so my background has primarily been in management for about 15 years or so. Logistics? Um, yeah, I was an operations manager for a, a local oil marketer and did that for 10 or so years. I also did some sales for them for a couple, almost two years. And previous to that, some retail management experience. So. Um, I guess, how does that apply? And you have a marketing degree. Yes, and I have a marketing degree, <laughs> um, which, We you know. joke, because I'm the college dropout, and he has a marketing degree, yeah. and I do the marketing, and yeah. he does it. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, so, anyway, that's kind of my background. How does it fit in with what we're doing? Uh, just all the management and, you know, operationally is kind of where mm -hmm. I've... You're really good at putting systems in place. You take my craziness and you're like, let's do it this way. And then it works a lot better and more efficiently. Yeah, we've had to <laughs> we've had to make streamline a lot of things and, and put a lot of systems in place. Yeah, and, as we grow. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of where I fit in and uh, the skills that I bring to the, to the yeah. table. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he's already alluded to mine, I guess, but I have a background in graphic design. That's my kind of my thing is the visual. Um, if you've got our boxes, that was my design, um, kind of the making it pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mostly just, I guess, graphic design and uh, I guess you could say I have kind of a lifelong study of herbal medicine. That and I would say having grown up in an entrepreneurial oh, house. Yes. How did I forget that? Yep, your part? dad and your mom both yep. were real estate 
investors and entrepreneurs. Yep, yep. So. I grew up with my parents owning their own business. So I, I cleaned rentals for their rental business. I filed paperwork. I did some bookkeeping. Um, and I watched, you know, all those years and the many lessons they both taught me about running your own business and the benefits of your own business and having that time freedom. Right now, we're so busy, it doesn't feel like time freedom, but we do. I mean, we took off today to celebrate and have lunch, and we did have the freedom. So, yeah. so how does that apply? I do the marketing, um, and the gra a lot of the graphic design, I guess I do all of it still. Um, yeah, and blogging, and social media, yeah, and all, of, all that. of that stuff. And so visual communications is my thing, but we also do the written, and obviously the audio, because you're listening to this. Um, and this is all just skills that you acquired uh, just through right, your own I'm, efforts. I'm self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. I've taken a few herbal classes online, uh, and plan to take more when I have time, because I just enjoy it. Lots of reading. Mm -hmm. I read a lot and lots of different things, different resources, um, and then, you know, the best way to learn is to do it, yeah. in my opinion, of course, <laughs> is I am the hands-on, I like to do it, to make the things, so that's how we got here, I made too many things and they had to have a home. <laughs> yeah, eventually something has to happen to it. Right, mm -hmm. right, so you can have a hobby, but then when you, you, focus in on it and have a goal and an intention, you turn it into a business. Yeah. So we just kind of, I kind of quit playing around and put that extra focus on the marketing instead of the crafting side mm -hmm. and on sharing. So speaking of the crafting side of things, Julie's last question for us mm -hmm. was, how do you come up with all the creative tea blends that are so oh. delicious? So, hmm. <laughs> Where do I start? With a crazy box? Yeah, we have a couple crazy boxes, actually. Well, it kind of spilled out of a little tote, and it's become our whole entire house. So, for all of you out there, the crazy box is this, well, a couple boxes we have of just <laughs> random herbs and just... You might call it my magic cat, and I'm in there like this, looking yeah. for which thing did I buy so I can throw it together. <laughs> yeah, so we have these boxes that just have random things that we don't use anymore, but they were part of a plan at some point. Yeah, and they may still be, that's why we still... <laughs> yeah, but it's all trial and error. And... Yeah, he's actually told me before I have to stop making new things. Yeah, I've done because, that a couple of times. Yeah, it's like there's no more room, or we, have, we don't have enough time to implement that one or um so yeah, yeah. He, he restrains me some right now we're just so busy that i don't even have bandwidth for so so that. for julie and everyone else out there you get a lot of ideas from from people that follow you on social media or or through the email right. or however requests and they have requests they want yeah. a, a certain flavor profile and and you'll go do the research and figure out yeah. how it is that you create that yeah and put it all together and then there's a lot of taste testing involved and adjusting see there's um, a scientific method to yeah it. there's a little bit of that yeah. and a little bit of this and a little bit of that yeah um, but also for example in your tea blending course mm -hmm. there's the tea triangle that explains like yeah how you how you put together what what's the base and then and then the middle part the of the supportive tea. Supportive herbs and the catalyst herbs. Yeah, that's yeah. that's more for a medicinal blend. But yeah, we do we do have some 
We should call them wellness blends. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a structure to follow yeah, as well. And in our membership, we mentioned earlier, I did do a video on how to do a copycat pack your favorite tea mm -hmm. and how I go about that. I'll just give a little really quick rundown of what that looks like. Is So someone says they want a apple cider tea. We'll just do that because it's on my brain right now. It's apple cider time. And a lot of people have that on their mind right yeah. now. Yeah. So what I generally do is I first go see what every, every other company is making. A little and reconnaissance. A little reconnaissance. So the grocery store, you know, I <laughs> up the tea aisle and I start flipping boxes around going, where do they put in here? Usually I'm really disappointed. Sometimes I'm probably kind of irritated when I get home <laughs> <laughs> because of the low quality junk that is at the grocery store. It is bottom of the barrel tea dust. There's no like whole leaves in there. And they bank most of their flavor on a synthetic flavoring. Right. And so there's almost always, there's probably no apple in most of those, mm -hmm. none. And so I kind of take that and go, okay, how does that We're look gonna in a farmhouse tea here. setting? Right. How do yeah. we make this better? How do yeah. we take the crud out as best as we can and still get the flavor? And how are there local ingredients we can use or whole fruits? Um, there's so many things. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but then like I'll sometimes do things like go on Amazon and look up the same tea and read the reviews and see what are people saying they don't like and fix it. Right. How can we make it better? That's always my goal. And how can I make this as whole food, organic as possible, but still retain the flavor? Mm -hmm. So, and then there's a lot of tips and tricks in there. Um, that obviously is a whole entire tea blending course. Right. Um, <clears throat> six hours of video. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess just that focus on yeah. on uh, solving problems for people, right? Right. Um, yeah. Our blends are always to serve our customers. Um, it did. There were a few in the beginning that were blends I wanted because there were foods I couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. So like I can't drink wine. And around Christmas time, mold wine sounds really good, right? So I made a mold wine flavored tea, um, which is our coastal cranberry spice. Mm -hmm. I couldn't eat York peppermint patties anymore because of the sugar and my sugar allergy. And so we made Pacific peppermint patty. Our Oregon Harvest Berry Tea, or it's not Oregon anymore, it's just called Harvest Berry Tea. Um, I made one fall seasonally with stuff that I had around here. Oh, yeah. Everything was here. So back back when that came out, we were harvesting our own blackberry leaves. Yeah, we had blackberry leaves. Which we don't have anymore because we have goats. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't harvest our own anymore, I shouldn't say that. We yeah. do have the Harvest Berry Tea, and we purchase organic blackberry leaf. Um, plus it's not as hard to process because there's no pokies. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when you, when pe this, Harvest Berry is one of our more popular blends yeah. and it's really hard to keep up with, with, uh, making your own blackberry yeah. Yeah, uh, leaf. Takes so, a lot. Yeah. Um, and they do grow wild here in Oregon because there's probably some folks in the South going like there would never be enough blackberry leaf to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that tea had the blackberry leaf, it had apples, which were in season. We originally got at a local farm, now we get from an organic farm in California. Um, the blue bachelor buttons that we grow, um, and aronia berries uh -huh. from our, far, our friends at Mount Hope Farms in yep. Malala, Oregon. Yep. Um, and then we did add a little cinnamon, which obviously doesn't grow around here. 
but it'll just build the flavor profile out. So it tastes yeah. like blackberry cobbler in a cup. So that was a fun one because so much of it was locally grown when, right. you, when you and created in that. in season at the same time. It yeah. wasn't, yeah, so. So what about mountain hazelnut coffee? Oh, that was yes. a fun one. Yeah, that's the first one out of our not coffee line because it's yep. hazel not coffee. <laughs> <laughs> play on hazelnuts. I think I enjoyed that more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, so yeah, I couldn't drink coffee and I wanted a coffee substitute. So we used to drink Dandy Blend, remember right. that? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered it had some kind of a sweetener in it. And it was also really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason for that is because I actually turned the tea into a dehydrated tincture so that it just gets dissolved in there like that. And so it was like highly processed. And so I decided, you know, I can make my own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can <course>. do that. <laughs> I can do that. So we came up with mountain hazelnut coffee. We use local hazelnuts. Yep. We used to have um, and still try to have a very local focus somewhere in each blend if we can. Um, and that's one of those, the mountain hazelnut yeah, coffee. Yeah, and that's mountain hazelnut is the base of our other not coffee blends. So we had chocolate conniption, which I made for my dad. It was supposed to taste like German chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. And we have plain Jane, which takes the nuts out of hazelnut coffee. <clears throat> and then sugar makers. And sugar makers, which um, we did for solely rested. Oh, yeah. When we came up with our maple line of teas. So everything has a story. That could probably like be a thing all on its own. We have how many? 50 some? It's over 60. I know that. I counted like a year ago and it was over 60. Over 60 blends. Each one has their story. So yeah. we probably should stop with those stories or we might be here a while. Yeah. But for the sake of the question being asked. Right. How do is, I come up with yeah with my blends generally the request um or there's some ingredient in particular that i want to use like yeah. with the harvest berry blend yep so yeah yeah so I think it's quite it, a process really yeah it really is usually the biggest part we get stuck on is the name <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes there's been a few that were just like ins inspiration came and it just made sense like You're, yodel tea yeah, you know well, yeah, was that you or Melissa Norris? That was Norris? mine. Okay. I think that's that was mine. That's a tea mine. we blended yeah. for Melissa Norris, yeah. and you named it. Yeah. Yodelay tea hoo. Right. <laughs> yep. And it's a throat soothing it's tea. It's so. throat, yeah, yeah, throat support. Yeah. So yeah. that was fun. So if you want to learn more about branding a business or a hobby, turning a hobby into a business and then branding it, I have a free little guide called our Cottage Business Branding Guide that I'll link down to in the show notes below. Okay. Yeah, so I so, think yeah. that covers it coming up. Um, we still have to chat because it's the beginning of September, so we haven't really planned all of our future videos out yet, but I do have one coming up that we're going to shoot, and I'm going to be reviewing a dandelion root puller. This is not just for weeding. This is for making some of that not coffee. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put those dandelions to work. Um, so I have a couple little tools to review and the tools are handmade in the United States. 
They are iron forged by hand. Cool. And they have a wooden handle made in the United States. So I'm super excited to show you these tools because we love local, we love handmade, and we love everything that's made in this country and it can be really hard to find. And, and if it if it's has something to do with turning wood or or working with iron. You're excited. That's too, cool. Huh? Yeah. yeah. We we'll have yeah. to have you try it one because I've got a couple different tools. All right. And I think I spotted some dandelions. Yeah, there might be a few around here. Yeah, yeah I think there's some. So <laughs> hopefully they have roots that are diggable. They might be, we'll see what size they are. Yeah. I'm not on a warpath to get rid of dandelions, so they're, no. they're qu quite common yeah. in my yard. <laughs> Yep, so I think that covers it for this week. If you didn't take notes during this podcast, we took them for you, and we will have the link down in the show notes, or you can head on over to growcreatesip.com, click on podcasts, and go to episode number three. All right. So, yep, I think that'll do it for now, and we will catch you next week. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. Yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.